You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And of course, I'm excited to welcome you to a terrific Tuesday. Um, Also, it's going to be one where we kind of dive into some amazing topics that are so necessary and uplift great stories. So I'm excited to have you all with us. I get to talk to Alexandria from the Rise Book Project. I get to hear all about the amazing work that Rise is doing in this space. I'm excited that she is here with me today to tell us all about this amazing project. But of course, y'all, it's the top of the show, right? So it's a great time to tag and share the stream. That's right. You get to participate by tagging and sharing this stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we got you covered because you can always listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, SoundCloud, whichever one is your favorite. Uh, Look for us, search for us, and y'all will find us there. Shout out to everyone who is tagging and sharing the stream and who is sharing the podcast. We appreciate all of the amazing listeners from around the globe paying attention to what we're doing here in the Black Media Matter studios and right here on The Day with Trey. I just love and appreciate all of y'all so much. And we are growing uh, at a really great rate because of the work that you all are doing by co-creating this space with us and making sure you're sharing it with others. So appreciate you for doing that work. Well, uh, before I get to talk to Alexandria, you know, something very important happened in our community recently. And when we think about the life and legacy of Devon Pickett, it is clear that his legacy is strong and it definitely continues. Take a look. My marathon or my journey in a, in a nutshell is being a constant change of different things and, uh, you know, different experiences with different type of people. We got to start to create our own and empower our own. Uh, I feel like the ways that they set for us, it, it won't ever be enough. So we got to uh, we got to build our own. And a lot of that comes from like self-awareness. I feel like that was a big part for me, just like embracing who I am, the culture I come from while, you know, blazing that trail, running my own marathon of what I want to uh, come to fruition. Today we commemorate more than just a life. We commemorate a legacy of community building, empowerment, and a vision of the future. And with this first step, we will continue honoring a man larger than life. I would be remiss to not say that we're here as the result of something tragic. Gun violence killed my cousin, Devon Pickett Sr. Gun violence killed my cousin, Devon Pickett Jr. This is part of our fabric now. Devon is part of our history. He's part of our story. He will live on in our hearts, and he's going to live on in our streets. I don't know if it's really understood how big it is to be a child of your city, to like live your life through purpose, to give back. We have three children, so every morning I see Devon in their face. 
I'm so proud. I'm so proud. I just wish my baby was here with us to celebrate. And for me, um, my journey is to keep my baby's name alive wherever I can do that. And um, so that's my fight. There'll be people who come through here who never knew who Devon Pickett Jr. was. There are people right here right now who never knew who Devon Pickett Sr. was. But we do. And we always have and we always will. Let him and his example serve as a reminder to us all that what we do in this life echoes into eternity. Devon Pickett Jr., our own hometown hero, our Nipsey Hustle of the Central District is forever etched in our hearts. I appreciate my grandson and I love him and long live Devon Pickett Jr. Stop playing! Stop playing! My vision is for uh like-minded like people like us to to continue to like put that message out that you know like we can do it and then we can essentially build build like the new central district i try to keep that in mind and just want people to know like you can really be yourself man you you, you peer with your intentions um and you got a vision and a plan it'll it'll work out wow Devon, we love you so much to the entire Pickett family. Y'all know y'all are more than beloved here at the Converge family. Uh, the fact that we all can pour in to continuing the legacy of someone like a Devon Pickett. I love how somebody said our Nipsey hustle. You know, it, it always calls to mind. What is it that you're going to do to continue legacies like this in our community? How are you going to step up to the plate and be something phenomenal for the next generation? How are you going to exemplify what it really means to be in community? This is why I encourage y'all, check out thecovenant.org, the-covenant.org. Find a way to live by principles that are now shared in community that create a system of values that we can all abide by. This will help us elevate ourselves out of so much of the in the mentality that breeds gun violence. When we collectively elevate our consciousness and move as a unit in our communities, I promise you there's nothing that can stop us. And Devon was such a phenomenal example of that. Staying connected, bringing his expertise and his experience back home to coach young players on that field, to build a business and create a legacy for so many of us to be inspired by. I'm telling y'all, we all have an opportunity to continue Devon's amazing legacy by doing the work and doing it in our communities collectively. Well, I'm excited because Alexandria is going to be telling us about this amazing book project through Rise that they are doing right now. And honestly, the, what they're doing is continuing legacy as well. So y'all do not want to miss this. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. What up, y'all? T-Dub here, as always, bringing you the news and art funding and opportunities. This year's Four Culture Project grants are live now, and here's what you need to know to apply. Four Culture Project grants fund cultural activities and projects throughout King County. If you are an individual or group with arts, heritage, or preservation at its core, then this funding is for you. And if you're new to the grant application process, Four Culture hosts virtual workshops and has a team of grant managers ready to assist you in the process. The deadline to apply is March 23rd. 
Head over to fourculture.org for more. This winter, Seattle Opera presents the world premiere of A Thousand Splendid Sons. Based on the best-selling novel by Khalid Hosseini, this new opera tells the breathtaking story of two Afghan women brought together under the brutal Taliban rule. There has never been a more important time for this story to be on stage. Make this world premiere part of your plans today. Don't miss A Thousand Splendid Sons, February 25th through March 11th at McCall Hall. Details at seattleopera.org. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Joining me right now, Alexandria is in the building from The Rise, The Book Project. Y'all are doing some phenomenal work. What's up, Alexandria? Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Thank yeah. you for having us. Um, yeah, I just want to get the word out about a wonderful project that I have the opportunity to be a part of. Um, Lanaya Grayson, who is the um, CEO over there at Rise, um, reached out to me um, and also Diagene Pickett, who um, is our co-executive uh, creator on the project. And we are going to be um, helping 10 families in King County who have been impacted by gun violence, kids who have lost a, a, a parent to gun violence, um, create books to, to share their stories. Um, it's going to be a piece of creating a legacy, something that they can, um, you know, to be proud of and not only honor their loved one, but also to um, talk about the journey of healing and the journey of overcoming. Um, and so I'm really happy to be a part of the project. We have an absolutely um, incredible team and um, yeah, long for the ride. Well, you know, this uh, is one of those things, again, when we talk about continuing legacy, you know, oftentimes the young folks who have experienced that level of tragedy aren't centered in, you know, almost any program. I mean, yes, there's this one over here, that one, maybe they can, you know, could do this or do that. You know, you want to keep them active and actively engaged. But tell us about your background and what brought you into work like this to be able to co-create such a phenomenal program. Uh, well, my background, um, I, I've been working in community um, with Community Passageways um, officially for about two years now. Um, my, I wrote my first book, Daddy Don't Go, um, which was uh, a children's book um, highlighting my daughter's relationship with her father. I, too, was a daddy's girl. And, um, and you know, as a co-parent, I just think it's important to highlight, you know, Black fathers and how important, you know, that relationship is because it, it is truly an important relationship. And um, and sometimes that over gets that gets overlooked. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, Lanaya reached out to me um, when she uh, came up with this project about, you know, creating these creating these books. And, um, you know, when, when, when Lanaya reaches out, you know, it's like, OK, that's something I want to be down with, you know. So, um, yeah, we just we got together, started uh, brainstorming, put together the team and. Um, you know, previously I wasn't necessarily like a, a writer. I, I, I wrote as as a kid. Um, when I was going through traumas in my life, you know, um, I would just write. I doodle. Um, I write down my feelings. I write down. I wrote poems, um, and those were that was just way of of processing things that I was going through, kind of like an outlet, positive outlet. Um, and so, you know, as we know in our community, our us and our our kids are um, disproportionately affected by gun violence and by all of these traumas that we go through, um, and sometimes we go through them and 
we don't even know that we're going through them until sometimes in retrospect, we look back like, wow, that was a really dark time in my life. Um, and so, you know, writing oftentimes helped me to get through that. Reading helped me to get through that and just finding different outlets um, to work through those. And so that's what we're hoping to bring with this project. We're hoping to allow um, families and children who have experienced um, the tragedy of losing a loved one, specifically a parent, to gun violence of how to work through that and um, how to show that journey of how they came out on the other side, right? Because just because you go through something like that doesn't necessarily mean that that's where you're going to stay. It doesn't mean that your your life is over. And 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 we want to really um, we want to really promote health, growth, wellness, um, and healing. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we're hoping to do with this, and also create a piece of legacy, lasting legacy that these families will be able to um, to be proud of. Yeah. You know, this is one of those things that I'm so grateful that, you know, you are here to really shine a light on this work because a lot of people sometimes don't realize like the level of care and love that so many amazing organizations bring into community. Uh, Rise has been doing some great work and this is just an extension of that because honestly, it starts with care. Uh, how do you bring that into your role here at Rise and for this project? Because that's that's kind of seems like that has to be the foundation, right? Absolutely. Um, so we just want to make sure that we are first taking the time to get to know each of our families. Um, Diagene, who is going to be the co-executive um, author on this, is going to have five families. I'll have five families and we're just going to really take the time to get to know them mm -hmm. on a deep level and allow them to share with us what their story is. We're going to be, you know, listening compassionately, um, making everybody feel as comfortable as can be. You know, it's more we hope to create. Um, like a, a family, a culture yeah. of family. That's what it is in our community, right? We we are very relational people. And so um, in order for somebody to feel comfortable in sharing their story and sharing that pain and that grief that they've gone through with you, you have to be able to tap in on a real level, yeah. a real level. And um, I think that's what's important about people in our community, being able to share the voices of people in our community. Um, and so, yeah, just getting to know them on a, on a deeper level. Um, we're going to be creating workbooks that they'll be able to take home with them. Um, you know, have a few uh, sentence starters, getting those those thoughts going because you know it's and this project. The the thing about it is, you don't have to have any experience in writing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have any experience in being an author. We just want you to come be your true, authentic self tap into you know those feelings of 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 what you went through, and also you know the journey of of getting through that. And um, it's really going to be an opportunity to highlight their loved one in a positive light, right? Because oftentimes when we hear these stories of gun violence, you know, there's often this negative connotation behind it. Um, and so we really just want to highlight who this person was, right? Who this person was, share with them what they, why they were loved, you know? Um, and, and, and that's important. That's yeah. important. To us. Well, I really love what you said there too, in terms of relationability, you have to be able to be relational because, you know, when you talk about building trust and that kind of family dynamic, it starts with somebody being able to see themselves in you. And so you're so right that you and Diagene coming through from community, being able to really help steward this part of the process for a family who I'm sure in multiple ways is going 
going to be grieving their the loss of their loved one for a long time, right? And, and it becomes a part of that young person's story in particular when they're like, man, I lost my dad when I was this or that age. I lost my mom when I was this or that age. The way that they then utilize that as fuel for them to be an anchor in their community, for them to be an amazing parent of their own volition. There's so many different ways that that proliferates in a young person's life as they grow up, right? Mm-hmm. As they get older. So this is really a, a, a great uh, time and it's so necessary right now. How are you all working to identify the 10 families that you all will be working with? What does that process look like? Right now we have applications up on riseforus.org, which is the website. You can go through, get all the details about the project. We're going to be, um, it's going to span the rest of the year. We're going to be, um, we're accepting applications currently. People can go ahead and go on there, fill out the Google Forms. We'll be reviewing them. Um, the application deadline has been pushed to March 6th. And so people can still go ahead and, and um, submit the interest form. We'll be meeting with families bi-weekly throughout the months, um, getting to know them, you know, um, a brainstorming, helping them to, to form their uh, form their stories. Um, and they will also be receiving a stipend. That's very important to know because, you know, we, we want to put some cash in their pockets. You know, it's all about um, it's not necessarily about uh, the gains, but, you know, we want to we want to help our people. Yeah. <laughs> Period. So yeah. biweekly meetings, they'll receive the stipends. Um, it's really about a commitment also because we want to engage with families who, um, you know, want to engage with us and, yeah. and are willing to put in the time and, and the work and the commitment to be a part of this beautiful project because this is a, a legacy. This would be a piece of creating a legacy for them. Yeah. Uh, Also, too, I mean, the ways that it can benefit not just their own healing, but healing in general, right? Absolutely. As people are able to like read these books and 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 hear the stories and relate to them, it, whether they have a, a parent or another family member who's been lost to gun violence, right? And Absolutely. the ideas of, you know, it's sweeping our communities the ways that it has. We have to have all these kind of creative, innovative ways of bringing healing back in. Absolutely. And so that's a huge part of this as well, right? As they are going through this process, with you all they're you know bi-weekly they're they're working to heal themselves Absolutely. pick up the pieces of that puzzle for healing for them and this project can help do that and usher it in you know uh some of the things that you may be most excited for as you kind of think about connecting with the five families that you're going to be able to really deep dive deep with what are some of those things that are really like the driving force for you to be here and to help you know ensure that those five families that you'll be working with really get what they need throughout this process um ways that we're going to be is just um, making sure that um, that they are able to be, again, their true authentic self tapping into um, tapping into their grief process and whatever that looks like, you know, that can look like many different things. So we might be laughing, crying. We might be, you know, we're going to be asking for for photos. We're going to be asking. Oftentimes, some children were too young to mm-hmm. remember they may not even have memories of, of their loved one. Right. And so it's going to be 
Um, we're going to be able to get a little creative by tapping into other family members and getting their perspectives. So um, a mother of, of, you know, or the grandmother of this child who has lost their parent or, um, you know, a beloved community member, they're going to be able to take all of those little memories that they have and help this child to create a memory and a lasting piece, a positive piece of who their parent was. Mm. Um, and so that's going to be important. And that's a driving, that's a little bit of a driving force. Um, ultimately, it's just about helping my people, people in my community to um, to share their voice and reaching in and discovering their voice, right? Reaching in and discovering their creativity, reaching in and discovering um, what helps them feel empowered. Yeah. Um, and so I think that this project is, is, is that it's a, it's a piece that, uh, these families can, can take and they can feel empowered. They can feel like this wasn't, of course it was a tragedy. It was a life loss, but it is also, um, a celebration of life, right. Mm -hmm. And a celebration of, of, of their person and their loved one and sharing that with the world, yeah. um, sharing that with the community, and um, really, it can be a stepping stone to to future endeavors for these for these uh, children. And so that's what we are hoping to. And so, yeah, I, I really just I love to empower. I love to, um, you know, be compassionate, be caring and build the community, build one another, build just build. Well, I mean, you talked about, you know, working with community passageways and we know their work really well here at Converge. Uh, shout out to the entire team over there for being such a great anchor when we talk about how young folks can get plugged into something that brings them away from the gun violence, Absolutely. right? Brings them away from thinking that that's the choice for them. So when you think about you personally, you know, being able to bring that level of experience, working with youth in that perspective, right? Mm -hmm. uh, how do you kind of see that playing into how you're going to show up for these families through this project with RISE? Um, so in the work that we that I do specifically with community passageways, right, um, I work with not only youth, but also adults who are experiencing different levels of crisis, right? Um, and so when we are uh, working with individuals that are experiencing these traumas, sometimes it can also trigger our own traumas, right? And so um, honestly, every every bit of the work that I do is also helping me to grow and to develop as a, as a person, as an individual, um, as a community member. Um, and so I take everything that I learn, every interaction that I have with the young people that I, that I engage with, with the, with the adults that I engage with. Um, I listen, I listen, I listen, I listen, and I learn. Um, and everything that I that I learn from each individual, I take with me, and I'm able to um, show up in, into space with other individuals who may be experiencing traumas, who may be experiencing a loss, who may be experiencing, um, you know, being unsheltered or going without. Right, um, able to tap into a deeper part of me, and oftentimes um, encourage others to tap in to that as well. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I just appreciate you for, you know, being an anchor for these families you're going to be connecting with for the, the folks that you deal with at community passageways. Like your work is, is so necessary, Alexandra. So I just, I'm, I'm just grateful uh, to be able to connect with you and to be able to share this. Of course uh, you said the deadline is coming up here, uh, but it's been extended. So families can still apply. You can look right there, let them know how do they connect with rise and how do they get on to this application process? I Absolutely. So you can visit riseforus.org. Um, 
view all of the details. We've got the timeline on there. Um, information regarding the stipend is there. Application is there. All the information is needed is there. Um, the application has been extended to March. Six. So get them in. Um, and also this project, along with other projects um, in the community, you know, are opportunities for us to um, to build. <laughs> I, I keep yeah. on saying that, but it is truly it is to build um, And another um, opportunity that we have in Seattle for us to be a part of is the participatory budget. And people can also um sign up and check out more details on pbseattle.org. Um, it's a good opportunity for, for us to tap into um, some of the, the uh, funds that are out there and see how we want to spend them in our communities, right? Um, and so I think, I think that's huge. Yeah, no, it is. Thank you for mentioning that Absolutely. as well. We've been following the PV process here. I'll be talking to some folks, uh, pretty soon. They have their community engagement manager. They starting to hire, uh, folks. So I've, I've been really plugged into that process Absolutely. as it has evolved. Thank you for mentioning that. Absolutely. And thank you again for being here. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. Like yes. Excellence. I love it here. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I mean, this is the kind of work that we really need to hear about in our community. And oftentimes there isn't a lot of media that's really shining a light on these kind of works, what RISE is doing. I'm excited that they were here today, that Alexandria brought her real self to this space and was able to share from her own experience and how she's bringing that in to really help these families and co-create something that is legacy building for them, but also healing, not just for them, but for so many. I get to wrap it all up right after this short break, y'all. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots. And this time, I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm did. glad you found one. <laughs> but their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basie wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please check them out. Where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. This winter, Seattle Opera presents the world premiere of A Thousand Splendid Sons. Based on the best-selling novel by Khalid Bosaini, this new opera tells the breathtaking story of two Afghan women brought together under the brutal Taliban rule. There has never been a more important time for this story to be on stage. Make this world premiere part of your plans today. Don't miss A Thousand Splendid Sons, February 25th through March 11th at McCall Hall. Details at seattleopera.org. Welcome back, everyone, to the David Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a great, terrific Tuesday. A huge shout out to Alexandria coming through to share this book project with Rise. Rise is doing some great work. Make sure if you know of a family or you yourself want to co-create and build upon the legacy of a lost family member due to gun violence, please make sure you go to their website and fill out that application. Let's make sure 
that we provide this opportunity for the families in need, uh, especially for those young people to really be able to share what their perspective is in book format. And as she said, you don't have to have writing experience, so it's open to all. Please uh, share it with those you may know, or if it's you yourself, make sure you apply. And I want to say a couple of things here to note. There's some amazing folks in my life, and some of you may know one of these folks in community, and today is their birthday. So I want to end the show with a huge birthday shout out to one of my bestie cousins. Her name is Danica. I love you. Um, she is always there for me in so many ways and has been since we were kids. And I just love to uplift the people in our lives. And of course, to my brother, Ed Hampton. Y'all might know him out there. He's always providing amazing in information and security services to so many different community organizations and events. Happy birthday, Ed. I know it is time for you to live it up, my friend. I am here loving and supporting all the amazing work you're doing in community. But it is also the last day of Black History Month. And although we celebrate Black history every day here at Converge, I just want to encourage you all to do the same. You know, let's not utilize these 28 days as the only way for us to dive into Black history and Black culture, Black movements, but also take the time throughout the year to learn more. This year's theme for Black History Month was Black resistance. And there was so much to dive into about that because much of it has been snuffed out from education in general. You know, they're not really teaching a lot of the resistance movements that happened. They have only taught about this enslaved period as if everyone was just ready to come over here and be a servant to those they didn't know. That wasn't the case. And I want us to be very intentional here on the day with Trey to really shine a light on the fact that every day is a day to learn more about history. And that includes Black history because it's a part of the fabric of what we're experiencing in our society and our culture today. So be encouraged to continue to learn, to, to continue to educate your young folks in your lives, even some of your older folks who may have some antiquated ideas, right? Let's be very, very uh, movement-based when we think about the fact that we get to participate in something that continues beyond 28 days. Thank y'all for watching and for me. Until tomorrow at 11 a.m. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.